Today, we've got a special podcast episode as we've got three different guests, each with a completely different specialties. We've got George who's going to give us the latest on what's working for PPC. Sean's going to tell us about a marketplace that 99.9% of you have never even heard of. And Athena, who's going to share her amazing tips on networking and building business relationships. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. We know that getting to page one on keyword search results is one of the most important goals that an Amazon seller might have. So track your progress on the way to page one and even get historical keyword ranking information and even see sponsored ad rank placement with Keyword Tracker by Helium 10. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash keyword tracker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. We've got somebody helping serious sellers from across the pond, as it were. (laughs) George from the UK, how's it going? Yeah, it's all good, my friend. It's all good. It was great to spend some time with you at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit last week. So, um, yeah, glad Indeed. to be back home now. Indeed. Now, really quick, just for those who are watching uh, this on YouTube, uh, remember, guys, yeah. about one week after this comes out on um, on the podcast version, we, had, we now have a YouTube version on our Helium 10 channel. You'll notice in the background here, I just got tons of, like, mess. You know, And it's not just that, oh, Bradley is a very messy person, which maybe I am. But uh, what I was doing all of this weekend was uh, I was gathering together a bunch of you know my my sports cards that I invest in, and and I want I'm doing a mini Project 5K. So Project 5K is something we did for Amazon um, a while back. But I'm doing a mini Project 5K that I want to sell five thousand dollars worth of my sports card and memorabilia before the sale and scale summit because I, I need some money. Uh, I've been uh, just telling George right now that I I um. I had to shut my door here because I'm, I'm constructing a bathroom here. I'm, I'm putting a lot of money into my house. And so like, I need to get some money. So if you guys notice this uh, sports cards is kind of like a cool way to, to, to make money. It's really fun. And uh, I usually sell on eBay and things like that. So anyways, that that's the explanation of the mess uh, behind me, but it's also like to put myself on blast that I have to do $5,000. Uh, you ever get into baseball cards uh, y- 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 yourself or, or, or no, football I, I, cards? I, I got into Pokemon cards when I was younger. That's, that's ah, okay. The only collective um, items that I kind of put myself into, yeah. Take a look at this. This is something that'll be going up on eBay. Original from 20 years ago. Uh, Neo Pokemon uh, sealed box from Japan. No here. way. Worth about a thousand five hundred. If I can sell this by itself, it, it'll I'll be one fifth <laughs> of of the way here. But yep. Anyways, we're not here to talk about sports cards. But guys, we, we've done yeah. episodes on that because that's actually a, a great fun way to invest and to to make money online. Um, is by doing uh, sports cards and Pokemon cards and things like that. You know, you, you, we brought you on here to talk about, uh, you know, what's working on Amazon, Walmart, whatever the case is for advertising. You know, you, you had uh, a few minutes, uh, your team on the stage at Billion Dollar Summit. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, got, got to got to get a little bit of what's, uh, you know, what's on your mind. But what, you know, since the last time you've been on the show, what is the number one thing you want to talk about here that that's really working for either Amazon or Walmart sellers? Okay, I think the one thing that we've started testing and we've seen some really good results is focusing primarily on exact match uh, um, campaigns. So taking a, a certain product that's in category position 1 to 15 and uh, focusing primarily on increasing the conversion rates through exact match 
targeting to help them rank um, and try and get the best seller badge. So, um, so that's been a really interesting test. And we used it side by side with um, Helium 10's keyword tracker. So monitoring kind of what keywords we're ranking well for, we're seeing results and also using that data. So that's something we've been testing. Um, we've seen some good results on some accounts, but what we, kind of the conclusion that I'm coming to now is we do need to have some seriously deep pockets to, to, to do this, especially for some of the more um, competitive terms. So that's something we've been doing uh, and we've seen some good results. Uh, something else that we're pushing into in the future, Bradley, is we're, we're, we're just about to get access to Walmart's DSP. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going for a final credit check now with Trade Desk, the Trade Desk to kind of get access to that. So that's going to be really interesting for Walmart sellers as well. So we still haven't tested it, but uh, the features that it has in place should see some good results. So next okay. time I come on here, I should be able to talk to you about that. Excellent. Now, just in general, you know, uh, a, a sentiment I hear out there amongst, you know, like the Amazon community, especially, is that they say, oh, you know what, uh, you know, ACOS is going higher. It's it's, it's yeah. costing a lot more to play. So, like, are, are you seeing, you know, obviously you being oh, yeah. uh, an agency, you yeah. have to deal with that. So, like, are you seeing that, too, where, where ACOS is going up and and or, or cost per click, I should say, instead of ACOS necessarily, where cost yeah. per click is going up on words that traditionally have been, you know, $1 bid and now to get at the top of the page is like taking $1.50 or something like that? Yeah, it's it's absolutely unbelievable now that the cost per click bids is higher on Amazon than it is on Google because when we first started doing it, it was so much more cheaper on Amazon. But um, yeah, we're definitely seeing that. And as we've, we've also seen the shift from the way people think. So a few years back, the focus primarily was on um, ACOS. So everyone was kind of more ACOS focused. Then it shifted towards TACOS because mm-hmm, focusing mm-hmm. primarily on ACOS meant that you could have potentially be having a bad impact on your your ranking by focusing on, on ACOS and cutting out keywords that might have great conversion rates, but because the cost per click's gone up and the ACOS has gone up, you cut them off and it's then had an impact on your on your ranking. Now, we're trying to shift more towards two things. One thing is conversion, tra- uh, con- conversion rates. What is the actual conversion rates of certain keywords? And being very, very surgical about that. When we're looking for accounts, kind of establishing what they are, and, and and then cross-referencing that against, okay, how are they doing compared to ranking and how are they doing compared to um, uh, kind of making money? And then that's the first thing we do. The second thing is uh, tracking profits. So we get as many people as possible to, to feed us now information on how profitable they are. So there might be certain products that are incredibly profitable and we sometimes take the profits from those products and invest it into other keywords that are not as profitable, but we're trying to push to help them get ranked better so then they are profitable in the long run. Okay, so then, you know, apart from that, what what are some other things that that people can do in order to 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 still go? You know, like it's not a case where it's like, hey, I'm just going to keep, you know, or my my cost per click is going to keep going high, and and now I have no no profit, and, and this is what I got to do. You know, there's yeah. steps that people need to take in order to because at the end of the day, you've got to make profit on Amazon, and and Absolutely. so like you know, are, are are you are you suggesting to, to some of your clients to raise their prices to offset this, or it's just more of a matter of just really focusing in on, on the keywords that work and cutting out the, the keywords that don't? Uh, what, what do you guys uh, suggest? Yeah, so, so as long as we got all the data, so I think the first thing is we had a few clients now who didn't have Helium 10, who, who weren't tracking keywords. They weren't looking at that data. They weren't looking at profit. So now anyone who signs up with us, they have to have all of that in place. Otherwise, we're just not going to work with them. We're now going through, a, um, going through all accounts. So we first, the first thing is we want to know 
what is going on, right? What what are the actual numbers? Not not what you think it is. What are the actual day to day numbers? Once we mm-hmm. understand that and what, what, what the rankings are, once we understand those two things, we can then become far more focused on what terms we get rid of and what terms we keep. So we've had to be far more ruthless recently with 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 that strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And again, if we see the improvements in conversion rates, we definitely started to see some improvements in. In, in ranking and um, in the category ranking as well, and that's that that seemed to help a lot. So that's one thing. Um, we've also been suggesting um, trying out new things. I, for me, I'm still astonished, Bradley, at how many people haven't utilized sponsored brand video ads across all of their product lines. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something else we use. Uh, we push them, and if they haven't got um, the, the the resources to create a really nice video, we just get. I've got, I have someone now, I just say, look, I'll pay for it. We'll do it. We've got someone who uses Canva and we just create some really good slideshows with some good content, put it on there for every single product. Just get them up because they tend to have um, the best conversion rates, the best ACOS from all of the accounts. So we look, we look into that and we test. We want to test ASIN targeting. We want to look at um, the remarketing through display ads. We want to see, okay, you've paid so much money to get the traffic to your website. What, what um, to your um, product? What can we now do to re-engage the audience to get them to follow through and buy? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we do. Okay. Now speaking of you know sponsored brand video, you know I know or I think now like on sponsored display and regular sponsored brand ads, now there's like more abilities for sellers to like put their own kind of like you know copy on there. You know, like before it was like sponsored brand, like way back in the day, it's just like, here's the three ASINs, then Amazon, you know, puts the layout, but now you can actually like change, you can have a sales message, you can change the image. And I think you can do that on sponsor display as well. So yeah. uh, am I wrong in that? Uh, if not, what are you guys doing to, to leverage the, this new flexibility that Amazon has given sellers? Yeah. So firstly, again, going back to kind of the fact that it's, it's, it's becoming less profitable, Amazon with the cost per clicks increasing, we want to first establish which keywords have converted really well through sponsored, uh, uh, sponsored product ads. Once we figure that out, we then go into sponsored brand ads. The first place we go is sponsored brand video ads. And then we start looking at the different types of ads you can create, the variations um, mm-hmm. and kind of the t- different messaging and so on and so forth. But one thing to bear in mind with that as well is because there's less real estate on the search results page, um, it's going to be really hard to achieve a really good conversion rate and also um, good impression share on those slots. So that's something we bear in mind. So hmm. some people who we have one or two clients who have been very much profit focused and they want to push hard and we've had to be quite ruthless and we've had to actually stop most of their sponsor brand video, sponsor brand ads because that's where most of the money was being wasted. So we've had to focus primarily on sponsored product ads just to ensure that the profit is is solid. Okay. Now, uh, before we get into your, your 30 second tip of the day, um, to close this out, I wanted to mention that, you know, uh, clear ads is going to be, um, at in-person at sell and scale summit. Yeah. I just looked it up. You guys are booth number 233. Will you personally, uh, be there? Yeah. yeah okay. So guys, uh, you want to ask George uh, some questions directly, make sure to come to sound scale and visit his booth and and there's actually, you know, you just ask for George and you have a, a, a 50% chance of getting somebody at their booth because, you know, half the people at their company seem to be named uh, George. <laughs> but but just just ask for George and, and somebody named George will help you at the booth to ask anything PPC. Um, and, but but if people, you know, can't wait until they're to ask you a question, how can they how can they uh, find you on the interwebs out there? 
Um, they could contact me on george at clearads.co.uk or you can go on the website clearads.co.uk. And, and Bradley, just really quickly, the funny thing is mm. when I was speaking to one of your colleagues, Ryan, at like mm. the start of the year, I said to Ryan, look, we're looking for events to sponsor. Is Helium 10 doing anything? Is there anything you guys are doing? And he goes, oh, funny enough, you should ask. You should speak to Jasmine. I was like, right, mm-hmm. put me in touch with Jasmine. Put me in touch with Jasmine. And she's like, well, funny enough, George, we're just about to release the layout. We have an event, selling sex, selling scale coming up. And I was like, right, just let's get on a call. We got on a call and she tried to sell me selling scale. And I said, Jasmine, it's Helium 10. Just, just show me the floor plan and how much it is. I love right? it. And then she was just like, right, okay, the best place is probably going to be near Helium 10. I was like, right, put us right next to Helium 10. That's it. Just here's my finance lady. She'll sort out the money. We're done. And then like, I just saw, I just saw that now. We are booth 227. So yeah, I <laughs> guess you guys are next uh, next to yeah. us there. Excellent. Yeah, we got in quick. We got in quick, mate. So uh, I, I love it. I love it. Now, I also like how you're the original George. So you've got the yeah. George at everybody else. I'm assuming has George dot something or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you've got the dots. Yeah, I'm the Okay, very good. <laughs> Anyways, what's your uh, 30 second uh, PPC tip of the week for us? Okay, test anything new Amazon brings out. It looks like every few weeks there's something different coming out. When you when you get into something new that Amazon's doing and you test it, there's a strong chance you're gonna you, you um you you're gonna benefit from the first mover advantage. We always suggest any new features just test it out because. Those new features are going to help you differentiate your product to everyone else. So if there's a new type of headline ad that comes out, Amazon's just rolled out um, um, a, a video builder for Amazon sellers as well through mm-hmm. Seller, Seller Central. That's 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 just been phased in. You got the category. Uh, you got you got brand metrics as well. That's just come out. Utilize that information. Use it to your advantage. Because if you're fast to react to this stuff, then it's going to put you on an edge. Awesome. Awesome. Well, George, thank you so much for joining us. I'll be seeing you on the Zumba fitness uh, dance floor of the class I'll be leading in a, in okay. a couple of weeks here. And, uh, and we'll now go on to the next interview. All right. Our next guest is now Athena. Athena, how's it going? Where are you? Are you, are you in Florida? You said Yeah. You now, right? Hey, Bradley. What's so going good to see on? You? How's Florida? Clear. How's that coast? Okay. I you? love it. I feel like I live in a postcard. So I'm from LA. Right, uh-huh. and I moved to Clearwater about three years ago. And what I love about it is the ocean is warm, so you can like swim in it. And like the sand is powdery white. And there's like a cute beach town, like every you know fifteen to twenty minute drive. It's like a totally different vibe. So I love it. I feel like how do you I'm put up with like, the humidity though? I I kind of love it. It's good for my what? hair. It's good for my skin. So I don't know. I kind of okay. Maybe, like maybe that that's why my skin is so bad. <laughs> the air is so dry here, and that's why I have so much dry skin. Maybe no. you just told me the secret of of my facial success here. There future. you go. I'm all over, Bradley. All right. I wanted to just hop right into it because I would say, I would venture to say, that you might be the one who have kind of brought more people. Uh, and introduce them to like you know sourcing in China and things like that than anybody else in the world because of your uh, you know trips you used to take. Now, obviously, the first thing is you know there hasn't been any trips you know in a couple of years because China has been kind of shut down. I'm just curious, have you heard any scuttlebutt or is there any like like estimations on when people can start going to China again to like take sourcing trips and things from outside of the country? Well, I heard that Global Sources is opening in Hong Kong. 
mm-hmm. which is cool. But Hong Kong's not China, obviously. And so I've heard little whispers, but until I see it like solidly open, it's not really my ideal thing to bring a hundred Amazon sellers over until I see that it's like a very stable environment. And then they get locked down for like one night. You cannot leave your hotel. (laughs) Not going to happen. So, you know, China magic was one of the most magical things that, you know, started off my career in this Amazon space. And it really taught me a lot about the power of connection, the power of networking and the power of having close proximity to people who are 10 steps ahead of you in the game. You know what I mean? You're learning from them. It's almost like if you've been in this business for, you know, five, 10 years yourself, imagine speaking to yourself five, 10 years ago and saying, look, Bradley, this is the way you should do this. Avoid that. Like if you go this route, it's going to be a lot easier for you. So just the amount of time and stress and money and energy that you save by like being around incredible people that have already kind of been there and gone through that path is something that was really remarkable to me. And I think that I I noticed that drastically when we had, you know, all those days together. Will you be bringing it back? Like, like let's say the country does open up everything good. For, uh, will we see a, a return of China magic? We're going to bring China back. What? Yeah, we're, we're bringing China magic back. Hey. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of events and a lot of trips. And that's why I'm really excited about Sell and Scale because I, I know the power of these events. And so obviously we haven't stopped because China's closed. But that was really a very special trip just because yeah. we got to, you know, see the products, touch the products, talk to the suppliers. It was it was definitely cool. Now, I, I've talked to, you know, uh, I've had Keen on before on different programs and talked about like, okay, well, what can we do since we're not going to China, you know, physically, you know, what are some strategies? So so he's covered that. But just to give people an idea of like what you used to do and what you're going to do, what 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 does a, a China magic trip involve? Like, you know, some people might think, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, 12 hours a day and 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 visit factories that are 20 miles apart from each other and stuff. But that's not at all what, what you do there. Yeah. So that's really where Titan came from was the fact that we would go during the day to the Canton Fair. And so we would see, you know, suppliers and we would, you know, look at products and things. And then in the evenings, we would do like a full A to Z on Amazon. And we would talk about, you know, PPC strategy and launching and conversion and pretty much every topic. But the thing that I'm so fond of was just that proximity that people had to the actual speakers right? Which is not usually a normal thing. So they would be able to kind of like hands-on mentor and workshop with people. And the feedback that I would get is that it would really fast forward their business tremendously just because they were able to actually work with, you know, someone like yourself who's had a lot of experience. Imagine like someone sitting next to you and being like, yo, what do I do about this? It's so different than, you know, anything else out there. So that's, I think, where that magic really started. Yep. And, you know, you mentioned about networking and things like that. And, and like I said, you're, you're probably the the one, you know, the, the most advanced person in the world as far as knowing how to bring people to China and stuff. But on the flip side, you're also probably the most advanced person in the world that I know of in the Amazon space, at least, as far as I don't know what the word is, like creating connections between between sellers. You know, like I remember the uh, seller cons, which I loved when they would do their big events like you would be the one in charge of like doing these like unique networking sessions for lunch. So it's not just eating lunch, but we're, you're playing games and stuff like that. And then you'll just have a, you know, I remember in the past you had a last second idea to like, you know what, l- l- let's do, l- let's do a, a a conference in Florida. And like two weeks later, it's like, you know, 200 people there and stuff so like talk, Give us some secrets to your success as far as that goes. Like, why are you so good 
at, at your, your networking and bringing people together like that? You know, it's kind of who I am, but I, like I mentioned, the power of connection for me is just tremendous. And so even at my first Amazon event, like I hosted a dinner for a hundred people. It was my first time walking into an Amazon event. I just connected with people. And one of the things that I did is I had guys who were successful stand up and give some tips, right? And again, the feedback I got from that was these guys are in the trenches, they're operators, right? So they're seeing what's working and what's not working. Whereas sometimes in you know other events and things, you would see people who are a bit disconnected. Maybe they operated a few years ago. They're not quite you know in the know of like what's trending now. And so I would have them stand up, give some tidbits, and people would really you know benefit from that just because these guys were so in the trenches. And so I don't know. I've always like I have a background in Hollywood. I've always done fashion shows and events and musical things and actors. And like, I worked with a lot of people in Hollywood. I worked with a lot of people, you know, in just different industries. And when I got into Amazon, my goodness, do I love our people, like the entrepreneurial spirit, they're fun, they're wild. And when you bring them together, and you really get like the brain power of someone like, let's say you've got Kian, right? He's a sourcing wizard, right? And then you've got mm-hmm. someone who's like a PPC genius, and you've got somebody else, and they're all sort of like, brilliant in their own zones. And then you mush them together, like the innovative things that happen because they're all in the same room is remarkable. And so that's really where I think my love for, you know, connection and events and masterminds and all of the things. I mean, I literally have traveled the entire world attending everything I could just because I never knew who I was going to meet. You know, like I met you at an event, which is super cool. And I met my business partner, Dan Ashburn at an event and, you know, that changed our lives. And it's just, I was just with him at an event in Dubai of all places uh, a few months ago. So like I I meet, uh, I meet, we meet people randomly all all over the place, all over the world. Yeah. Now, now, now we're going to talk a little bit about sell and scale in a couple, in a minute or two here, but let's say for some reason I can't go to sell and scale summit. You know, um, maybe I live in, in the middle of Australia. It's hard to get out of the country or, or maybe, you know, I'm, uh, just, you know, don't have the time or, or money to go to Vegas at this time especially during the pandemic, I think people were like, holy crap, you know, how do I network when there's no more events? Or if I can't go to events, that's kind of a universal thing. So what are some tips you can give people about like, hey, power of networking is important, but just because you can't go to events, that doesn't mean that there's no opportunity for networking. I mean, five years ago, I think Facebook groups absolutely were like the number one. Is that still like the number one thing to do? Or or is it discords or or is it, you know, how do you network when you don't go to events, in other words? Well, I mean, there are meetups, which I would recommend because meetups are usually more local and more affordable. So if you can find, let's say, a local Amazon meetup, that's a really good way to connect with people in person, right? You can also meet people, you know, whether it's, you know, Facebook groups, um, you can join a mastermind. I mean, that's really what these things are set up to do is to connect you with mm-hmm. like-minded people. And there's several in the space that are lovely. So you can connect with, you know, an online mastermind um, and, you know, don't be creepy. Like if you see someone in, the, in a Facebook group and you really see that you guys connect, like reach out to them, but don't be that weirdo that's like privately messaging everyone and just being kind of crazy. You know, like I, yeah. I um, there's one lady, her name's Annetta, who has, you know, two boys, my, my kids ages. And I just always saw her like in this Facebook group. So I reached out to her and she actually came to my, my holiday party. And now she's like one of my closest friends. So like, you can totally find people like that, but you just have to do it in like a very genuine way and not like sit there DMing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
that's 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 a good point. You know, like uh, it's a, it's a turnoff if somebody's like you know DM stalking you. You know, it's not a great uh, yeah no, great uh, motivation to network with this yeah. person now. Uh, sell and scale summit. You know, a lot of people are, are going here now. We already have you know like pre network events like schedule. You know, there's a you know there's a beach party here and there's a meet and greet here and and just in general you're you're gonna be around you know like like a thousand people or so. What are some tips that you can give of how you know how somebody just you know a- average Joe, average Sally seller on there, you know like uh, I don't have maybe control over the you know the uh, the program and, and things, but how do I make sure to come out of my shell? and get the most out of these networking events, you know, do you suggest like just going up and randomly going up to people and meet them and, and, and introduce yourselves or what's the best strategy? Sure. I'll give you, I'll give you my line. You ready for my, my, uh, I'm ready. my networking Amazon pickup line. Okay. Um, okay. So I like this one, which is tell me about yourself. Eh? Okay. Very, very chill. Very cool. Okay. But like if I, if I go up to you and I'm like, Hey, my name's Athena. And you're like, oh, cool. My name's Bradley. I'm like, great. Tell me about yourself, right? You'll probably say, well, you know, I've been on Amazon for X many years. You know, I've got this kids. I do Zumba. I'm really fun. Like you, you know, kind of tell whatever's realistic to you about you is the first thing that's going to come to your mind when mm-hmm. someone asks you, you know, like, tell me about yourself. You can also say like, how long have you been selling on Amazon? Tell me about your journey. What is your biggest pain point? What is your biggest strength? Like just be a normal freaking person and connect because here's the thing. You have no idea how powerful that connection could be for you. You know, that person might have some experience, you know, maybe they know of like this amazing factory that happens to make this product that you've been looking for. Maybe they're like a genius at, you know, PPC and they could totally help you out with this one thing. Maybe you're a creative and they're like a techie and you guys can combine forces. Uh, Maybe they could be your future business partner. In fact, I just found out about this guy who was sitting next to his now wife. They've been married for six years and they have two kids and she was from Norway and he was from the US and they sat next to each other at an Amazon event and they're both introverts, but they were doing some networking exercises and they fell in love, right? So Yo. like, yes. yeah, so, so like, hey, initially guys, your, your main motivation should be, you know, network so you can build your network and learn about Amazon more and, and learn stuff. But who know, you, you never know, you might find your future uh, life partner there. <laughs> Like my business partner and I, like we've, we've done so many events together. We created like all kinds of magic and he was just at an event in San Diego, hanging out with some of my friends. We happened to connect. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know who you you're you, need to have, you need to create Athena, a dating app for the Amazon sellers. Okay. You know, like, Do you know how many people have told me that? They're like, can you, can you do Titan singles? Swipe left. And I literally, I told Dan about it and he's like, oh, hell no. That stuff gets messy. And I'm like, no, it'd be so fun. He's like, yeah, I know. And anyway. Look, so how, look how look how much money the Bumble um, the Bumble uh, CEO <laughs> has made. You know, you never know. Wait, but, but here's the thing, Bradley. Here's the thing I want people to understand. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, yeah. you're in a group of people And these people are entrepreneurs. They're willing to take enough risk to do something crazy, like build a brand on Amazon, right? And so you might have felt like out of place or lonely in other worlds, but in this world, just be you and and be open and and find your people. Maybe the first few that you talk to are not going to be your vibe. But if you just continue to put yourself out there, you will meet. I mean, I know you have some of your closest friends that you've met at these events and such. You know, these are like real people for me, too. And so I think the most important thing is like 
get over yourself, get over your fear, put yourself out there, talk to people like normal humans, offer value. Don't go around looking around like, hey, I wonder if that guy could hook me up. I wonder if that guy could help me out. (laughs) Nobody likes that. Everyone's going to- Very good point. I like that. Yeah, do not do that. It just makes you an awkward, uncomfortable person. Do not bring like business cards and start handing them out like we're in the 90s or something. That's Mm -hmm. not true. Um, Make real connections, real relationships. And here's a real trick. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You have to, have to find a way to connect in the future, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you have like this great conversation, you meet this great person and you have no idea how to find them in the future, like that's not going to work for, you know, your, your networking. So one of the things that I do, and you can use, there's apps for this, but what I do is I take out a simple note, right? And I'll write down people's names. I'll even pull, like if they're, a WhatsApp person, I'll get them on WhatsApp and then I'll put like WhatsApp under their name. I'll take a selfie with them sometimes. I'll like whatever kind of notes are going to make me remember who that person is. I actually put it in a note on my phone so that when I get home, I literally have all the people that I connected with and I make it a thing to actually reach back out to them and say, hey, it was super cool to meet you. I usually even note down like how I can help them, right? So like if they have something that they need help with, I'll literally write it down on my note I'll reach back out to them, you know, in a week or two or whatever and be like, hey, you mentioned you were looking for that one, whatever, sourcing agent mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? Uh, here's the contact for that. Hope you're well, right? And then that person's like, oh, cool. It's being, a re- I mean, this is so simple, but like when you're in the moment and you're all excited and there's lights and there's music and there's Gary freaking V up on stage, you might right. forget to get that person's name and phone number, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't do that because that person could end up being a really, really important person in your life. Super great point. I just want to mention, guys, uh, if you want to you know, get more insights from Athena, uh, Titan Network has a booth at Sell and Scale. They're at booth number 133. So make sure to visit the booth and uh, it, you'll be there. Will, will Dan be there? Uh, I won't be there. I'm going to be there and a whole bunch of our crew. And really the power of Titan is in the people and in the connection and in that collective brain power. So what we've done is brought together like some really amazing human beings and we've created a network that, you know, really helps people. So I'd love to connect with any of you. So if you come by our booth, we're super open, friendly. We'll introduce you to people. So if you're feeling awkward or uncomfortable, come find me. Like I'm super, like I'll introduce you to people. Like I just want you guys to feel so comfortable, so excited because this is a big deal. Like I literally have goosebumps thinking about it. Like we're going to ha- we're going to meet people probably that we don't even know exist because covid really shut down a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of people in our industry we've never even met yet. So like who knows who's going to be there and I just can't wait to connect with with all of them. Now if they can't wait uh to see you un- uh, until then how can they find you on the interwebs and reach out to you? Yeah, so go to titannetwork.com and you can connect with me there. Before anyone joins our network, I actually personally speak to every single one of them. I don't know if you knew that, but um, we have over like 11, 1200 members. I've spoken to almost every single person before they become a part of our world. So I'd love to connect with them personally, see if I can help them in any way. So you can go to Titan Network or you can find me on Insta, Athena Severi, uh, Facebook. You know, I'm just, I'm very social. I love humans. I'm like, an extrovert to a fault. So there's that. Awesome. Awesome. 
So guys, you know, in case for some strange reason you haven't got your ticket yet, go to h10.me forward slash S3, h10.me forward slash S3. You can use my code uh, S3BS100, save 100 bucks off of it, S3BS100. Athena, thank you so much for coming on here, and I can't wait to be on the dance floor and on the conference floor uh, yes. with you in a couple weeks. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Bradley. Talk to you soon. All right. So our next interview here is uh, no stranger to the Series Sellers podcast. We've got Sean from uh, Creative here. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Tepeyo, Oromanida. Ciao, Chinesayo. Hey, Bradley. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? How's my Korean? Getting better, huh? For all the Korean drama you and your wife have been showing me to uh, watch. I think you watch more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Anyways, we're, we're not here to talk about Korean dramas, although I would love to do a full episode uh, about it. I, w- I wanted to bring you on just to see, you know, what's going on in the world of like, you know, 3PLs and, and different marketplaces. So my first question for you is, is probably more than anybody I know, you uh, and the brands that you manage are on more platforms that, than than anybody. Like, you know, uh, all of the different Amazon ones around the world, you know, uh, you know, Europe and USA, but then you're also big on, you know, seven figure seller on Wayfair and, and eBay and Walmart USA, probably Walmart can like, I'm just wondering out of all these marketplaces, where are you seeing the most growth and where are you seeing, if any, the, either the slowest growth or maybe even a decline? Definitely Amazon Europe is very strong uh, marketplace. And I quite amazed that, you know, all the people, European people, buying stuff from online and I think 70, 80% of the channel was Amazon. So uh, it's been pretty uh, strong and growing market, Europe, but which is same time, uh, the American US sellers not really launching their product on Europe market. So uh, I, I see that is, that's a chance because uh, uh, only the one reason that is the difficult to launching product on Europe market was in these complicated uh, import uh, compliance part and also there is a part that uh, you need to have importer uh, to actually import goods that's the uh, like big change big changes um, comparing to two three years ago that there was a lot of international sellers selling on Europe Amazon but now it's it's been even though market is huge but the sellers number of sellers uh, when I look at it because of those uh, regulations it's been going down so, so are you saying that most most of the ones who are launching over there are just like Europeans themselves yes, or yes. not like American sellers yeah. expanding mm-hmm. interesting but but it, would you say that the the market growth like like you know the the revenue increase is more in Europe than it is in the U.S. or or less? I mean, obviously, overall, U.S. is, of course, you know, by far number one, you know, not even close. But I'm just uh, wondering about, like, the, the increase in revenue. Uh, like, you know, the, the sales volume-wise, uh, you know, Europe, Amazon, according to what Amazon uh, shared, the data, comparing to U.S. Amazon, already EU Amazon is, like, 70% of U.S. Amazon volume. Oh, wow. So all, all, of, e, uh, all of the European uh, together. Yes, yes. And they've been launching, uh, like they launched the UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain. Now they added Netherlands, Sweden, and Poland, all the other country, yeah, too. And all 27 European countries also can purchase goods from Amazon, uh, the channel that they are nearby. So uh, the, the market size is already uh, huge, but the chance that I'm talking about is all the uh, competitors, Amazon sellers uh, got removed. Uh, it's because they have an uh, import issue. So whoever uh, fixed that issue or penetrate that barrier have chance to sell 
on Amazon Europe with less competition. So that's the one of the reason I uh, set up the Germany branch because of UK Brexit, uh, like two years ago from EU. So, uh, and it's been working. Yeah, before you could just manage everything from the UK because it was all tied together. But now, like UK is kind of literally is its own island and phys- physically too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. UK only. Yeah. Okay. And we are uh, through the German branch. We've been uh, managing warehouse and marketing over there. Are, are you? Have you guys expanded at all to like uh, the UAE or Singapore or Australia or any of these other Amazons? Uh, you know, Egypt, etc. So we set up actually Korea branch uh, this year. So. Uh, not through Amazon, but like in Korea, there's a like Amazon similar type of open market over there. So uh, we've been, uh, we'll st- uh, we start launching US and Europe clients to Korea market only. What, what's it called? Coupons and G Market. Oh, G- yeah, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Trade, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very, I remember that like, one too. Okay. To Amazon, yeah. So then do they have an FBA kind of thing or everything is fulfilled by merchant? Everything you have to ship that they don't have warehouses? Coupon is uh, like exactly the same as Amazon. How do you spell that, by the way? That, that one I never heard of. C-U-P-A-N-G. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, they uh, listed listed on uh, Nasdaq last year in U.S. market. And headquarters is in U.S. too. So it's kind of like U.S. company uh, doing business in Korea with Amazon uh, business model. Yeah, I see. I just went to that coupon, uh, C-O-U-P-A-N-G dot com, and I see Gatorade, I see Oreos, I see uh, a lot of um, Duracell, some American brands here. So, so this is a similar concept to Amazon. The difference of those Korean websites, uh, are, are, is it kind of like, you know, like, like for example, in America, Wayfair, it's, you know, more furniture base, you know, Amazon is everything, Walmart is everything. Are those websites you mentioned kind of like everything or or is one of them like a certain kind of goods? I should consider this. Uh, and if I, if I have a different kind of goods, I, sh- I should consider this other website. Uh, like um, Korea, Korea uh, open market is very similar to uh, Amazon. So every category uh, is possible. And especially like uh, for U.S. product, like the health supplement is huge. Yeah, health supplements and... Like made in USA? Yes, yes, yes. Ones selling yeah, in Korea. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it's funny. America is all crazy about anything yeah. Korean, like K beauty and K drama and yeah. K pop, and and then I guess it's the opposite. Like in Korea, like a lot of American products are are popular, huh? And uh, one other thing that I see as a huge potential these days is about the food category. Yeah. Uh, after this pandemic thing, uh, globally, like food category has been growing. Yeah, uh, on Amazon and. People are now uh, getting used to purchase product uh, without going market. So even on uh, Amazon, you know, they, they have only fresh, but even US, uh, we have, uh, you know, there's a like frozen food delivery system like Instacart and, you know, other similar uh, solutions coming out and uh, delivered frozen food to your door. Yeah, you've always been big so, in the food, you know, like for like at least three, yeah, four years. Yeah. I know, you know, like I remember you used to carry those seaweed products and then a lot of like Korean, you know, garnishes. So all the food products you've seen, I, I would imagine just skyrocketed during the pandemic. But then after pandemic, you know, e-commerce slowed down a little bit. You haven't seen too, too much slowdown in the in the grocery and, and food categories. Uh, I mean, yeah, the food category actually is keep uh, going up, keep going up. So, yeah. So I don't think uh, like the habits that we create, uh, it doesn't really kill that demands, even though like it's going to like end uh, pandemic now. 
All right, we, we've talked about you know European market, Korean market stuff we've never talked about before. What about here domestically in the in the, in the United States? Um, outside of Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, are are the other marketplaces still strong for you? You know, like like I said, I know you do Walmart, mm-hmm. I know you do eBay, I know you do Wayfair. Um, have have these states uh, pretty pretty steady, or are there any new ones that you have gotten into? Uh, like uh, Wayfair, I mean Walmart, uh, definitely. I think they are the one investing. The infra and system more and more, and their market share is has been kept going up. And since Walmart is everywhere, um, easy returns and you know like collaborating with online and offline type of thing, uh, it actually provides certain even bigger benefit than Amazon too. So uh, I think the uh, starting uh, Walmart definitely uh, it's a good chance. Um, uh, other than that, uh, also Shopify brand store because um, uh, US. Sellers knows that you know Amazon crazy Amazon fees and FBA fees all that to create a profit, uh, like building up their own brand store. I think everybody uh, these days will be doing it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into your thirty-second tip or your thirty-second strategy of the week, um, again, you know, j- just like with George that we just interviewed, you guys will also be an exhibitor at the Sell and Scale Summit. So, guys, if you want to see uh, Sean in person, ask him some more questions about, you know, about the Korean market, which I'm, I I don't know anybody who's taking advantage of that. So that, that's like really cool if you could get into that. Um, go visit the Creative booth. They're at booth three nineteen. At Salesco, you can also ask him for some uh, Korean drama recommendations. He'll be happy to uh, to give that. Uh, and then Sean, you know, make sure to check him out on the dance floor. He'll he'll be in my Zumba class, my Zumba dance class that I'll be doing uh, over over there. Uh, but uh, Sean, if they can't wait uh, until Salesco to, to to ask you some questions, how can they how can they reach you out there? You can reach me anytime uh, through the email marketing at creative.com and also uh, me and uh, our team will be in uh, the uh, Helium Ten Seller Summit in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, uh, whoever uh, launching your product from U.S. to Europe or Korea or certain service needed in U.S. like 3PL, uh, we, uh, we are welcome to explain all the detail. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. And I'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks.